got the perfect intro to this podcast. Hold on. Okay. Let me let me get it back up. I'm getting another ad for Disney Plus. I don't want Disney Plus. Uh. Okay. Hello, That's the intro. I'll do an actual intro. What? And then. When I edit it later, I'll compare the two and see which <laughs> one I go with. Just keep everything after the the hello Evrinyan part in. And then we'll yeah. do like an actual intro, yeah. Okay. So hello everyone. This is the Cryptid Kidlings podcast. Hi everybody. Where me and my partner, Naomi. Uh, we'll go over some sort of cryptid, paranormal mystery, maybe like an alien or two. An and alien, your mother. Something. We'll talk about yeah. your mother extensively on the podcast to insult you. My mother? No, the the, the listener's mother. Oh, I was confused. We could, we could insult your mother. I would rather stick to the topic. Oh, you know, fine. I'm Lynette. Hi, Lynette. That's where you introduce your name. (laughs) 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 That's Naomi. I'm Naomi. Hi. It's me. It's me, everybody. Today, um, we'll be talking about Jeff we'll be the Mongoose. Jeff the Mongoose, the eighth wonder of the world. As some might say. As, as Neil Cesariga of Lemon Demon yeah. fame may say. Your, your main exposure to the Jeff the Mongoose story is through Neil Cesariga's song, right? Mm-hmm. That, that is where I first heard of Jeff the Mongoose. Okay. I see, I see, I see. Hold on, I think my inhaler dropped wow. onto the floor. <laughs> Who the hell is my inhaler? What? I'm gonna I'm gonna suffocate and die on the podcast. Well have fun. Thanks. No problem. Where the hell is my inhaler? I, 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 I'm sorry to get off topic so much, but I was about to use my fucking inhaler. Mom's gonna kill me. I'm trying to make as, as little, oh shit, I'm trying to make as little peaking noise as possible. Well shit, I'll check in my car tomorrow. Okay, Jeff the Mongoose, go, hit me. Alright, so first, um, before we get into the main story, I think it's important to go over sort of the setting of it. Now, it takes place. (laughs) It takes place um, on the Isle of Man in the 1930s. The Isle of Man, it's a little island. Um, off the coast of northern England. Not to be confused with the Isle of Wight. 
What? There's the Isle of Man and the Isle of Wight. They're close to each other. You can get mixed oh, up I easily. I didn't know about the Isle of Wight. Now, now um, you know. A little interesting fact. Not the Isle of Man. It's sort of positioned about equally between, um, like, Ireland, England, um, sort of Northern Ireland, Wales, Scotland, and, um, there's a sort of local sort of like legend folklore type thing that on really clear days from the highest peak on the island you can sort of see every single country up there in the British Isles. <coughs> it's really uh, it's sort of beautiful green as far as uh, British Isles go and there's lots of sort of wilderness there and uh, it was pretty isolated in the 1930s except for um, there'd be some tourists that had come in from England over the summer yeah and that's sort of the setting it's a a pretty pretty swell place I gotta say pack your bags visit the wait don't pack your bags currently no you don't want to go there currently you don't want to be traveling. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't want to be traveling at all, for the no. unless you're going to like the store, or if you're a bad person, That's not you can traveling. Travel. If 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 you're a bad person, you can travel anywhere you want and, and kill my grandparents oh, with okay. your with your dirty, disgusting virus breath. Alright, so, now we need to learn about um, the lives of the Irvings before they met Jeff the Irvings. Um, they're sort of the family that found him. We'll get more into that later. Uh, but I think it's important to sort of understand who they are and were sort of before Jeff and everything, right? Yeah, yeah but before before we, we, we get into this, I I have no prior knowledge of them, so this, this is all new for me as well. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be learning quite a lot on this podcast. You're going to be learning about some strangers who found some sort of weird mongoose. Exactly. My favorite types <laughs> of people. So, there's first off, we got James Irving, the father. He was a um, sort of former traveling piano salesman. He was a well-dressed, fancy lad, well-educated. He was... Uh, fairly proper for um, a farmer during the time and uh, he was sort of in charge of the farm which was failing and then there's his wife Margaret Irving Um, I couldn't find much outside of that she looked kind of like Queen Mary Um, and some like stuff about her relationship uh, to Jeff and stuff which I'm assuming is just because it was like 1930 sexism like oh who cares about the wife yeah, women sort of didn't matter back then. I yeah. wish I could go back. A little Cutting joke for out. the fellas there. <laughs> A little and joke for the men in the audience. Then there's uh, Lori Irving, who was the daughter. She was uh, known to people around the community as sort of curious and secluded. And she would often uh, explore the wilderness alone uh, and with her dog when she had free time. Yeah, Voiry. V-O-I-R-R-E-Y. It is. Yeah. There was also... I was just going to say, do you know the the etymology of Voiry? 
I do not. <laughs> Seems like someone didn't do their research. I'm joking. Nope. Nope. <laughs> a caller. Uh-oh. <laughs> and then, um, there, for the uh, Irvings moved into their farmhouse. It was owned by some other people, and there were some rumors around town that it was built on a disturbed grave. And um, there were some incidences and stories uh, before them that were sort of recorded before the Irvings moved in. Uh, that gaps guesses that or hold on <laughs> there's stories from before the Ir- when the, there are stories from when before the Irvings move in of gas being kept up by odd noises decades before you know any of this Jeff nonsense happened so uh, take that as you will they should have contacted the news no they did Technically, I there wasn't really much of a news back then, so it was more of like telling your buddy at the bar, "Hey, we were kept hey man, there's a giant ghosts. fucking mongoose in my house. Should, should I do something about that?" No, <laughs> that's normal. Right. So, one day, the Irvings begin hearing noises in the wall, just growling and spinning and sort of other um, odd spinning. noises you wouldn't. Yeah, like spinning, like. and you know noises you wouldn't really expect from a wall James the father would lay out traps and poisons which did pretty much nothing and then one day out of desperation to drive out sort of whatever was trapped in the wall he let out an imitation of a dog's growl and to his surprise the creature or whatever it was in the wall growled back in the exact same manner Darn spooky. There's a dog, in the, a dog in the wall. A house with a dog in its walls. Dog with a blog in the walls. <laughs> he was writing the dog. The, the, he was writing the blog in the wall. <laughs> do, do you do you mind do you mind if I say a short non sequitur? Yeah, of course. Did, did you know that? Uh, yeah, of course you mind, or yeah, of course go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always unsure of myself. I'm sorry. The 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 dog that played the dog with a blog on the Disney show, the dog with a blog, was named was named Stan in the show and was a male in the show, but it was actually a girl dog. I don't remember her name. Transgender dog. Transgender dog. The alphabet people are coming after our dogs. The alphabet people are coming after our dogs <laughs> with blogs. So, James continued uh, for whatever reason, whatever possessed him to continue. He continued trying Possessed. different animal calls, including sort of, you know, farther out ones from a dog, uh, like bird calls, till he a could wolf. just mention the animal. Yeah, like wolves and stuff. You could just mention the animal, and then the creature in the wall would imitate it with complete accuracy. So, instead of making chipmunk noises, he at this point he could just say chipmunk, and the wall would go. And you could say, which is what I assume a chipmunk sounds like. You could say a big dog, and he would go, "What the hell?" And then you could say small dog, and he would go, "What the hell?" Huh. 
Dogs can talk, by the way. That this is an important uh, skeleton story. Not, not in this story. <laughs> so, one day, Lori, the daughter, decides to try and repeat her dad's experiments um, by asking the creature in the wall to repeat a nursery rhyme. It repeated in a very clear yet squeaky voice. Soon, he introduced himself as Jeff, a quote-unquote very clever mongoose from Delhi, India, uh, born around 1852. He began to speak to the whole family, although he seemed to have colder feelings towards Margaret. And then, while he's friendly with James, he took a special interest in Voiry, setting up house in a partition in her wall and only allowing her to view him fully. Beast mongoose. Beast and red-pilled mongoose. What does that have to do with anything? Huh? He's base and red-pilled. He hates women and loves children. <clears throat> oh, okay. The Just alt-right like wants to be him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> so, eventually, they'd move on with Jeff into sort of a daily life with him. Um, he would introduce his presence by calling their names and announce that he was leaving by yelling, Vanished! before disappearing. He would sometimes beg for James to let him uh, go back to the underground, which Jeff never articulated on what the underground was. Uh, James replied with basically like, sure, go ahead, go down there, I don't care. And then Jeff would disappear for a few days before coming back. Now, sometimes Jeff would like to go out on the town, <coughs> and he would do so. Uh, what? <laughs> I told you I've told you a part of it he would um, he would take rides out to town uh, hiding under cars and buses he would basically take the bus out to town it's like a little demon mongoose <laughs> while he was out uh, he would go ahead and read people's newspapers and eavesdrop on gossip around the town and he'd relay that back to the Irvings. <laughs> One time, uh, well, hopping a ride on the bus, um, a man's sandwiches were stolen by a small sharp slit in his lunch bag that the man <gasps> believed to be from Jeff. <gasps> One bus driver set a trap for Jeff at the bottom of the bus, but failed to catch him. It was a little box that floated under the bus, and it said, Bacon for Mongoose. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't find anything about what the trap was, but I'm, I'm curious to see what that bus driver set up. Yeah, and then, and then Jeff went up to the sign and said, Bacon for bus, and wrote Bacon for bus drivers on it with a red permanent mark. <laughs> <laughs> the bus driver and Jeff the Mongoose were like a Looney Tunes, uh, show <laughs> it was like um scudsworth and skunky poo from clone high yeah <laughs> bacon for scudworths don't mind if i knew <laughs> I, I wish i could do bacon a skunky poo. for the bus driver <laughs> don't mind if i do 
Then, then, then he said, try and catch me, bitch. <laughs> that matches with Jeff being kind of misogynistic. And an asshole. No. He was All a very right. nice man. <laughs> he was well, very kind to me. It's complicated. You'll, you'll see. <laughs> <clears throat> so, while Jeff was out, he would catch and return rabbits. And Margaret would reward him with uh, sort of like treats and sweets from the pantry. I imagine leaving out like a little, little like candied apple slice out for him and he'd nibble on it. Like, you know? Mm, delicious. Um... <laughs> I wasn't sure where to put this next detail in, but I found it like so interesting that I couldn't not put it in. Um, one time Jeff put Margaret's fingers in his mouth. Ooh. Like she was just sort of sitting on a under the chair, and then she felt Jeff putting her fingers in his mouth. Mm. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> what an interesting detail thank you whoever whoever made this list of factoids for jeff the mongoose who put that in the newspaper who the the, the interviewer who who reviewed the irving family and said hmm what, what, what's the most important fact i could put into this jeff the mongoose story ah yes fingers I mean, I think it's an interesting foil. Like, he disliked her, but she would still give him treats, and he'd, like, like nibble on her fingers? I don't know. Just saying. Maybe maybe Jeff the Mongoose is a bit of a sundere. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, Jeff uh, loved singing. He would sing along to the gramophone, and he would he also... He loved 100 gecks. Yeah, that's actually... Uh, you know 100 gecks they got their name from uh, 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 a Les. she made a typo instead of saying 100 jeffs she typed 100 gecks <laughs> then, then the dolls like, what, the f- what the fuck is a gex and then they looked it up and found the gex video game and then they were like perfect <laughs> <laughs> so jeff would also um sing sort of his own tunes by himself not along to the gramophone including the manx national anthem sort of yes. like of the isle of man and he'd also sing spanish folk tunes and uh, i i really like this next detail one time he pissed margaret off by seeing a uh, sort of like lewd nsfw version of home on the range she Ooh. told him quote you know jeff you are no animal uh, uh, end quote he yelled back quote of course i am not i am the holy ghost end quote <laughs> i just i just said that i that that's that's a really good quote i i like that a lot <laughs> of course I am not I am the Holy Ghost that, that's, that, that's like on, on the same level for me as I admire her commitment to community service <laughs> <laughs> we're putting so many clone high references in this we might as well just like make it clone high focused yeah well, fuck Jeff the Mongoose let's, let's just talk him. about clone high let's talk about the skunk from Clone High every episode. (laughs) (laughs) You you know how there's that... Hold on. (coughs) 
cut that out. You know how there's that uh, dweebazoid on YouTube who makes that fucking dumbass uh, Chris Chan documentary? We should do that, but with Scooby oh, yeah. so it's good. <laughs> Just make up this entire huge, like, 200 hour skunky poo story. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like. I like it. You know how the uh, the longest work of fiction is a Smash Brothers fanfic? It'll will will overtake. We'll beat it them. with a Skunky Poo fanfic. Exactly. <laughs> All right. You want to hear more about Jeff? Why yes, yes I do. This, this next section um has some real good stuff. <clears throat> so. Jeff became known by the Irvings, uh, quickly, for his outbursts of rage. One time he called James a, uh, fat-headed gnome, which I think is a good insult. One time he spent 30 minutes, uh, sort of like when they, during bedtime when they were trying to sleep, he, uh, was just moaning and sighing really loudly, and when the next morning when they asked him, he said it was for the devilment, and then wouldn't answer anything else about it. <laughs> Which to me sounds like maybe he's like masturbating, but it, there was only one time he ever did that. So like, I it might have just been him messing. It could have easily just been him messing with them yeah. if he is real. Which he he's a kooky character. He might not be. Jeff <gasps> the 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 mongoose ghost might not be real. Talking mongoose. No, it's a bit of a spoiler. No way. You're lying. So, Jeff uh, would love to throw stones at the family, especially Margaret. Margaret? Jeff would love to to throw stones at the family, especially Margaret, who, uh, while he's throwing stones at her, he would compare to non-white people in a pretty, like, derogatory racist kind of way, like, comparing her to, like, ethnic slivers of, like... Ooh. Uh, Asian people and stuff, and like black he, people. He was Indian. He's like Gandhi. He was racist. <laughs> he he was a pretty good guy. I mean, except he was horribly racist. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, his scariest outburst was early into his residence with the Irvings. Foyri was terrified of this little silly creature that they had found in the walls, and she had stayed in her parents' room that night. Jeff, he got fucking pissed and was screaming at the family the whole night, even pushing on the parents' door with um, what they claim is an unnatural force, like seeing it like sort of bend at the... Um, not the seams because it's not fabric, but you'd see it sort of like bending, yeah, like, like much more than, yeah, like in a cartoon. If it was Jeff was a cartoon character, which he's not, um, he's real. No, no, he's real. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. <sighs> so after uh, a bit, Jeff began to gain uh, local notoriety both due to his tale being told in the paper and because the Irvings would sort of claim that the secret gossip that they knew uh, was due to Jeff's covert operations riding the bus. Uh, 
both of which sort of led to Vori sort of being bullied in school, sort of, you know, being made fun of, like, hi, you think there's a dumb mongoose in there, and you're just like, ha <laughs> ha, <laughs> you're being tortured by a demon. Kids are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, soon after that article was published, the mainly found out about Jeff, and James would hire a psychic investigator named Hardy Price to research him. Price analyzed hair samples of Jeff, which matched with the Irving sheepdog that Boyery would sort of explore the wilderness with. And Price also analyzed paw imprints of Jeff's, which didn't match any extant animal. They also didn't have the texture of an animal's paw print, as if it was sort of like maybe made out of clay or wood or something instead of this sort of like weird leathery stuff that a lot of or like not even just the leathery stuff but it didn't sort of match the texture of any known animal's paw print didn't it didn't match the taste (laughs) yeah then uh there were some pictures that they gave to researchers um although many they, they seem to be more of fox fur stoles and stuffed rabbit skins versus an actual mongoose. Were they, were they blurry pictures? Uh, well, yeah, they were like 1930s, like sort of blurry black and white stuff. Okay, I, I just wanted to make sure it was an actual cryptid then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A little joke for the audience there. <laughs> so some researchers suspected, uh, or sort of rather speculated, that it was a uh, sort of a play thing by Voiry. Um Sort of like a thing that Voiry made up as like an imaginary friend type thing. Although there were instances of the researchers here, or of some researchers hearing Jeff's voice uh, while Voiry was sort of visible like a hundred feet away. Right? Ooh. And um, there's also a bit of a thing where like um, where uh, like some people will say like, oh, it's a ventriloquist thing by Voiry or Margaret or James, but um, those sort of theories uh don't really understand how ventriloquism works. Uh, this was really interesting when I was researching this. It doesn't sort of work by making people think that you aren't talking. It works by making people think that a different or like the voice is coming from a different object near you, right? Yeah. So if Throwing your it voice. W- yeah. So it wouldn't be like oh like their mouth is just like they're not moving at all and then like you hear a voice from the other side of the room in sort of like a vague direction of the wall. Right? Because mm-hmm. you that's not really how ventriloquism works. So that theory sort of fades away. Exactly. <clears throat> so back to the story anyways. <laughs> The more Jeff was talked about, the less he appeared, and he fully disappeared at about the time of James' death. Um, Price, the psychic that James hired, eventually designated Jeff a hoax, um, not a hoax made for financial gain, as the Irvings were offered lots of money for sort of like book deals and stuff, which they continually refused, uh, but rather as a hoax of a sort of shared delusion or to cure the loneliness of living there. Oh. Yeah. I see, I see, I see. So. And here we sort of head into the epilogue of the story. 
Now, I, I for 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 the the listeners at home, I do know this part, and it's my favorite part of the story. <laughs> the only no part. There's, yeah, there's some I, other yeah, stuff yeah, that yeah. I've added, but yeah. I'm excited to hear the uh, the redacted bits. So, the Irvings um, soon moved to the mainland, both because of Jeff and sort of um, their husband and father passed away. And then, uh, while Jeff was never heard from again, the father, the while Jeff was never heard from again, the farmer who moved into the Irving's farmhouse noticed a varmint that looked particularly odd, according to him, which he immediately sprayed with shotgun <laughs> So, some people speculate that he just sort of saw Jeff and immediately just shot him. Um, apparently, apparently, the varmint doesn't match exactly the sort of visual accounts of what Jeff looked like, but you know, Jeff wasn't heard from after that shotgun shell, so who knows? I, I'd like to think Jeff was trying to get away to to haunt some other house, and then some guy was like, what the fuck is that? And then just sprayed with bullets, <laughs> and he died instantly. I can see that. <laughs> so, uh, the old farmhouse that they lived in was soon demolished by the new owner, um, likely just due to the local reputation it had acquired, or maybe he was sort of superstitious and believed in the ghost stories that were told about the house. Or I just thought it was ugly as hell. Maybe. He I might mean... have just been very... <laughs> <laughs> he might have just been a perfectionist. Maybe. Um, <laughs> so, in the 1970s, a, uh, I think it's a British tabloid, they tracked Voiry down and uh, interviewed her. She still maintained that it was a not a hoax and sort of explained how much Jeff had affected her life till then, sort of s- speaking about like how, oh, like I couldn't even get married until I was like thir- in my late 30s because no one would um, sort of take me seriously as a person because they all thought I was like, uh, like mentally ill because of the stories of Jeff that they had heard. Yeah, which kind of sucks. So it definitely, definitely seems like she believed in it as far as that goes. Yeah. And then um, there are some theories that go around with it. Um, sort of one theory is that there was an actual talking mongoose from India that had gone there. Um, I think that's my favorite theory just because it's like It's the most realistic. Funny. It's yeah. the most grounded <laughs> reality, yeah. Um, some people say that Jeff was a poltergeist since he matches some of the symptoms, um, sort of violent mood swings, a powerful creature you can't see that sort of appears when, uh, a young girl is sort of going into her tweens and stuff and is manifested by those emotions, right? Sounds like a woman, if you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Poltergeist has some slightly sexist concept is kind of weird but <laughs> it's a it's such um, a strange form of sexism yeah it's like it's like uh sexism but just with like a ghost attached for no reason <laughs> it's like i want to be shitty but ghosts are fucking and, cool like it 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 doesn't even make that much sense because you're not <laughs> even like blaming it on like oh the girl's going through 
it's just like there's like you know saying like oh the girl's like blaming it on her but just saying like oh like chairs are flying everywhere mysteriously do you do you think like stuff disappears it's like what do you do you know what the japanese uh folklore concept of yokai is vaguely it's basically like Oh god, I'm gonna butcher this. I'm I'm sorry to listeners who know this better than I do because there are a lot of you. It's from what I understand. All five listeners. All one and a half listeners. (laughs) (laughs) What I understand, it's basically like a spirit manifesting from like a negative event happening, like uh, your parents arguing. That that manifests a spirit. The that makes them mad at each other you know your your mm. your parents getting the divorce it's because the yokai that kind of thing it, okay. it, it could it could have been a yokai i guess Maybe. i don't i don't remember exactly what i was going to say because i started thinking about yokai watch <laughs> that game looks fun i i want to try it someday my, my my friend parker in middle school was really really liked it and he recommended mm-hmm. it to me I I heard good things about it, but I never tried it when I was a kid because it was just like, it's just a Pokemon ripoff, dude. <laughs> it's scary ghosts, but but you you played it off as that. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, wasn't there another third or fourth or so Jeff theory? I don't remember what number we're on. I think. Yeah, there's there's sort of two others. One that they did it, or that. There, there's like a few others one um it was just sort of like something they made up as an excuse for them uh like eavesdropping on people's and town's gossips i like that one uh i don't think that one's quite real and that no. gets sort of caught out of control and stuff yeah. but um yeah and then there's uh one that they did it uh, sort of like get attention and money which doesn't really track yeah, that doesn't what happened make sense <laughs> and then there's the um, detective or sort of psychic detective prices which is that it was just a sort of shared delusion which I think might be the most likely it could be well wasn't there one where he was just like a homeless guy that lived in the walls <laughs> some some people have said that although I <laughs> I don't find that very likely. I, I, considering, I think. We... Oh, go go ahead. Considering there wasn't like entire meals and stuff that would just disappear. It would be like small little like snacks and stuff that would be the size of a mongoose. What a mongoose would eat. It's Doug Ratman. So. Oh, wait, you haven't played the portal games. Never mind. <laughs> he's the he's the guy in the drawings, right? He he says the cake is a lie. He oh says, my gosh. He says, Hoopy the, the Hoop. He's the memer from Portal. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Anyways, I, I like the, the homeless guy living in the walls theory a lot because I, I like to just imagine that the guy who bought the house afterwards uh just saw this homeless guy he was probably like an old dude and he just saw this homeless guy scampering around his farmland and he fucking shot him thinking he was a huge beast that's so sad (laughs) no it was like a it was like a like two and a half uh, like rodent vomit thing 
one inch varmint. Yeah, it's very. He <laughs> described it as very clearly non-human. <laughs> he said, "I did not shoot a homeless guy. It was a varmint, a no, rodent." Was, I, I he, know. He was... <laughs> You're just difficult to I'm talk just... with. You, you're just now realizing this. Oh, I've known. <laughs> after after three years, you're you're finally come, coming coming <laughs> with this. You're you're finally confronting me about it. Yeah. All right. So that's Jeff. That's Jeff. Jeff the mongoose. More like Jeff yeah. the. Um. All the links to my sources, like references and stuff, in the description if you want to read a bit more on it. Look into it yourself. But and uh, I'll have links to better sources in the description if you want to read even better things about it. That's better than theirs. It's just going to be a link to a to um, the uh it's like a pirated video of the clone high skunk episode <laughs> it's gonna be the wikipedia page for rodent <laughs> in, in aramaic <laughs> all right um listen to the next episode when it comes out Listen Hi. to it right now. If you if you listen to the listen to the next episode right now. I don't care if it's not out yet. Do it. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. Hold on. Hold on. I gotta stop. I gotta stop the recording. Me too. Oh gee, where'd this?